Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of uh, Kurt Anderson on the show. Uh, welcome, Kurt. Julian, hello. Thank you. What an absolute honor to be here today. So I'm really honored and flattered. Thank you. Brilliant. I'm, I'm so glad you came on, on, on Kurt. Uh, I just want to tell our listeners a little bit more about you and how we got to know each other. So Kurt, is a he calls himself an e-commerce evangelist for manufacturers, uh, which has been really interesting, certainly this time of, of what's been going on. Uh, he's also the, an author uh, of the book called Stop Being the Best Kept Secret, Manufacturing E-Commerce uh, Strategies. Uh, and I got to know Kurt through, uh, he recommended me as to uh, another podcast uh, with Ben Baker. Uh, and then through that, I've got to know Kurt and through LinkedIn and through engagement on, uh, on posts. And now he's here today. So full circle. And I do appreciate you coming on, uh, Kurt. And uh, that's it's brilliant. And so I'm really curious. You're in the world of e-commerce. That's what you've been living and breathing for many years. And we know we've had dot-com booms. We know we've had all sorts of things changing. And now recently we've had another significant change uh, of the pandemic. And it is changing people's, um, I suppose, habits of how they buy things. Uh, whether they, they couldn't go to a shop or they didn't want to go to a shop. And we know that the online sort of uh, piece has just, just exploded again. And I just want to just get your thoughts on that and your insights uh, uh, for our listeners. Uh, if you want to sort of share with that, really, it'd be great. Absolutely. So, you know, um, a couple of things kind of running through my mind. And, and again, thank you. What an honor to be here today. And just, you know, when you look at social media, so e-commerce, social media, that online uh, digital engagement. And, you know, you and I are a perfect example. You know, we we connected a year and a half ago and, you know, I followed your post closely and I have to say, you know, maybe if there's a new listener on your show, uh, I can't express my respect and admiration for you and, you know, you as a, a dad and a trusted advisor. And so uh, we've really built a, a nice rapport over the past year and a half on, on, on this engagement. On the e-commerce footprint, What's fascinating, like here's a uh, interesting stat just here in the states. Uh, so uh, that's I have to excuse my horrible accent. So uh, <laughs> it's but, not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, over here in the states, uh, e-commerce was up forty nine percent just for April. Forty nine percent just for April. And is that is that is that all online activity in terms of was, people buying? That stuff? was uh, yeah, and it was our, uh, so I do a lot of webinars, and um, so I'm using that stat, and I pulled it out of uh, Forbes magazine, and so it was overall retail sales. Uh, so here here's an interesting another interesting tidbit I'll share. E-commerce, so all of retail sales, and again I'm I'm talking uh, these are figures in the states here. So um, of all retail sales. They're projecting for 2020 that e-commerce will be 14.5% of all retail sales, 14.5%. So when I do my webinars, workshops, when I'm talking with companies and I primarily focus on manufacturers, I'm like, there's an 85% upside potential. 
So, so many people are like, oh, I'm late to the game or e-commerce started a long time ago mm-hmm. or I'm overwhelmed. Where do I start? We're, you know, I, 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 I've been in e-commerce for a long time. I started in 1995, which is, it means I'm old. I'm getting really old, Julian. <laughs> but um, I started an e-commerce business in 1995, so uh, 25 years ago. And, and we're still in the infant, infant stages. But the nice thing is for any of your listeners that are considering getting into e-commerce right now, there are so many people that are the pioneers, uh, seasoned veterans. There's so many resources, tools. The prices have come down so dramatically right. uh, for a lot of the software tools. You, you know, when I got in e-commerce, there was no Google. There, I mean, it sounds primitive, doesn't it? Sound like you know, it was like a horse and buggy, right? It's like there was no Google, there was no social media, and uh, you know, all these things. But uh, there's so many opportunities that are that are still in front, and you hear uh, a lot of new companies getting started, a lot of exciting pivots. Uh, you know, I know that word's being stretched around uh, through this time. Uh, a lot of exciting pivots going on. So if you're considering getting in, into e-commerce, boy, I I couldn't encourage you enough. Uh, go for it, and we could you know expand on that or go on and on about it. And are you, are you, are you seeing or thinking that this step change is a it's a sustainable step change. It's not just going to come back as things start it's, to ease and everything else. I, you know, what's funny, again, so uh, I primarily work with manufacturers. And reason being is, is so, uh, long story short, and I, you know, not to make it about me. So I had an e-commerce business for years, and I was uh, very blessed, very fortunate, had some dumb luck with it, and ended up selling it. And so I found my passion, and I almost treat it as like a, it's, it's like a mission and a little bit of a cause, if you will. Of, I started work. I found a lot of manufacturers are digital immigrants and great businesses, very successful. And they're like, oh, this internet thing's not going to affect me. But it, it slowly and surely it was. And I'm going back like eight, 10 years ago when I, when I sold my mm-hmm. business and got into the consulting side. And where I really I resonated and connected with the digital immigrants and a lot of the owners of these manufacturing uh, operations or businesses you know, I can speak their language, uh, you know, and, and, and I had had success previously. So it, it lent some credibility to the situation and I just can't fat. So to answer your question specifically, you know, even pre five months ago, having that online presence was so imperative, so critical. And now you're finding it, what's the word above critical vital, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. if, and so, you know, and thank you for mentioning, I wrote a book. It, what was funny, every manufacturer I'd walk in their door, I'm like, Hey, tell me about your business. You know, this is wonderful. They're like, yeah. Hey, we're the best kept secret. We do word of mouth. We go to trade shows, but nobody knows about us. We're the best kept secret. So I just, yeah. it was funny. It was like, I almost could hit record on every company that I would go to. Wow. And I sat there and I'm like, you know, it was like five or six years ago. I'm like, boy, I, I don't know if this is really a safe business model to keep calling yourself the best kept secret. And so I don't care if you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, business owner, maybe life is, is thrown a curveball. Uh, that's an American baseball term, uh, yeah. you know, throwing a change at you uh, where yeah. you kind of were forced to pivot during this time. And it doesn't matter whether it's your social media footprint. Again, like I, I, I truly feel you set the bar. For, for me, I feel you set the bar of how to communicate, how to speak with integrity, how to engage. You just do such an amazing job. So whether it's your social media presence, an online presence, it's hard to fathom. It's so e-commerce is so efficient, so convenient. Because I, I think people think e-commerce, just think website, 
they can buy something. It's yep. bigger than that, isn't it? It is far bigger than just a site that you can buy your products. Obviously, you deal with manufacturers who sell things, uh, but it's much wider than that, isn't it, in that sort of context? You know, it's it's much wider. So uh, just if I, I'll just share a quick example. So uh, years ago, I had a manufacturer. They do massive baldments, uh, so like portions of like subway cars or trains, big naval navy projects. And uh, they had a client that came visit them one time, and they they had a horrible horrible website, bad web presence. And th- and I, th- so I'll share how they became my client. Yeah. And uh, somehow this uh, a buyer found them. And came to visit, and uh, was here in the states. And this, the, the buyer was in Wisconsin. I'm in New York, and they came to New York to do a plant tour. Went on that plant tour. They were totally uh, over. They totally bought in. This is phenomenal. We're gonna. And when they land projects, it was significant. You know, you're talking six, seven figure projects. So they land a project, very exciting. On the way out the door, this new customer said, "You know what? I almost didn't come here because your website was that bad." So now if that took place in the past five months where that per, that buyer couldn't couldn't travel, couldn't visit, couldn't come on site, he's he or she, they're making a buying decision based on your web presence. Mm. So again, I don't care if you're a, a caterer, a solopreneur, maybe a professional a financial planner, whatever, you know, big, you know, whatever business you're in. And think about uh, as as consumers. What do you do? You know, I, I know you, you know you're a great dad with your children. You have a, a I believe a daughter in college. Yep. And uh, you know when you're researching a mortgage, car, uh, col- uh, you know different colleges. First thing we all do. I don't care if it's a pair of socks. We're going to go online and make that. Yeah. You know, when a new client comes to you, I like. You, you and I, like, I feel like I know you. I feel like we're friends because we've had an engagement for the past year and a half. Mm. That's how important that that presence is. No, it is. And I think that's that that's that new thing, isn't it? And obviously, we're on video today, and uh, people then start to get to know you, me, and our interaction. And I think that's over time, I've got to know people really well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never met them. And in fact, right. some people I have very good conversations with and I have Zoom calls with them now. Right. I guess just taking it from a personal point of view in terms of, you know, the whole sort of thriving, um, what have you been doing to help yourself in this time? Because yeah. obviously, yeah, you're in the e-commerce world, and mm-hmm. um, but you're not without any impact, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um- I'd say that's a fantastic question. And for me personally, um, you know, it's, you know, I hate it's, I love this program. I love, you know, how can we, how, how can we turn, you know, convert to that thriving mindset? And I've been really, really focused on family, faith, friends, fun, um, you know, uh, really leaning heavy on my faith. Uh, I feel, you know, tighter with my family than I ever have. And so on a personal note, um, I, you know, I, I, I feel horrible to say, boy, this has been a great experience because it certainly has been challenging on, on multiple fronts on, you know, uh, however, um, we are where we are and we have a choice when we wake up in the morning, can I be happy? Can I be sad? Can I be mad? Can I be angry? Can I say, uh, why me? Can I say, why not me? And so that's what I've been focusing on from a business standpoint. Um, again, I've been doing this for uh, quite a while and I treat what I do really as a personal mission. 
Um, I do a ton of, uh, I do a lot of webinars. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I have a lot of free resource guides, converted that into, into a book. So I feel that I'm more of an educator. Um, I love seeing clients thrive. I just had a client uh, over here in the States, a, a client of mine just had a congressman, uh, you know, government official come do a tour of their facility yesterday. And uh, they were thrilled. It was very exciting. So there's a lot of exciting things going on yeah. in these in these challenging times. It's interesting. You may, I like your, I think your four Fs, I think you came up with that. I had four. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, but it, it's you, you mentioned that word. We you, you have that make a choice. We have a choice, mm-hmm. uh, and I think some people uh, certainly the whole building resilience is we have some choices. You know, you commit right. to finding the possibilities, committing to find the the way out, uh, and it's that choice, isn't it? Rather than sort of waiting for things to happen, because uh, there will always be things in the way. You know, will always be a boulder in the road that stops us in our tracks or creates or slows us down. But right. we have to commit to making, find some good in that circumstance. And, uh, and I think that's really important. That's, that's in, interesting how you've said that. And I, I quite like that. And also you mentioned your mission. You, you almost mm. gone back to what you're about. And it's important that we keep um, focused on our mission or our purpose, however you want to term it, vision. Because um, in essence, that hasn't changed for Kurt. You know, your purpose and what you do in your business, what you do in your family hasn't changed. How you go about it, which is what you've talked about, is very different and the dynamics. And I guess you're not so much pivoting, can we use that word, but perhaps adapting your approach with your clients in terms of that reaching them and engaging them. Yeah, I, you know, what I love is your word resilient. And I almost feel I, I've, I've felt like a new uh, source of energy um, the bonding and connecting on LinkedIn, you know, I, you know, again, we connect on LinkedIn has been phenomenal. The friendships and relationships that I've built ironically kind of, you know, through this past five months, um, yeah. I think, you know, it, it's, it's not a, uh, uh, something that happened in a region or a state, uh, a country, an area. I mean, we're all in this together as, as human beings. And, you know, we're in each other's homes. We're seeing each other's homes. Yeah. Uh, we're all a little bit more vulnerable. And I know a lot of that's been thrown around, but I've, I've really doubled down on, uh, I'm, I've, I've been, because I believe in this mission of helping small business owners, entrepreneurs with this digital footprint, I saw what it, you know, I had a business and and I'll tell you, I was an absolute disaster. I was a train wreck. And when, you know, when I finally embraced e-commerce, I saw firsthand of, boy, I can do business 24 hours a day and people are going to pay me with a credit card and I can just throw it on a UPS FedEx truck or delivery. You know, it, it was just, it was magical. And so to see that happen with other companies, uh, you know, one of the first clients I, I had, you know, 10 years ago. They uh, been around for since uh, 1919. You know, mm-hmm. nearly at that time was this was like 2012 or so, in nearly 100 years. And you know, we they put, put their business online, and when the first week they landed an order, and it was about a nine thousand dollar order, and you know they probably had like four or five thousand dollars into their website. They landed this nine thousand dollar order over e-commerce. So like my goodness, somebody came on. And here's a great thing: this took place in the United States. It was a customer from New Zealand. So in that first week. 
that first week, all of a sudden, this little company that they service like a 60-mile radius of their mm-hmm. business for nearly 100 years instantly went potentially global. And e-commerce became a game changer. And, you know, I've just seen it time and time again. So I'm very passionate. And you see the rewarding results uh, for these companies. And so I've just been, I love that we're resilient. I've been just relentlessly, uh, you know, trying to get that message out there, trying to help these folks. How do you make, I'm, so I, I'm trying to help them make that pivot or that transition into yeah. that, that digital footprint or that e-commerce opportunity. And I mean, and, and by it's interesting when you have that helping mindset, when you have that sort of, mm-hmm. I suppose, outward looking view, it, it actually builds your own sort of resilience. And it's interesting how that dynamic role, and we often sometimes navel gaze and end up not being very helpful, but actually getting into other people's problems and solving and and collaborating and, and just engaging will create that sort of resilient sort of mindsets. Um, was there any particular, I suppose, adaptions you've done in this time and, and known for a while that you do a lot of stuff online anyway? Yeah. Uh, did you have to approach things differently? I mean, was there been any sort of things along the way that uh, you've looked at differently? Yeah. You know, that's a, <clears throat> that is a phenomenal question. Um, I'm, I'm challenging myself you know, I'm, I'm 51 now. So I'm challenging myself to uh, think differently daily. You know, how can I uh, eagerly learn? And, you know, just I'm trying to really focus on a curiosity. I'm trying to focus on being just consumed in gratitude, mm-hmm. uh, consumed in humility. And then again, you know, I know that might sound cliche, but, you know, it's just for me, it's just it's been a very um, I have found this period peaceful by really being laser focused on these things. And I'll tell you another thing that that's really been a bit of a game changer for me is I'm, I'm, I'm laser focused on a five, 10 year plan. Okay. And I know when March hit, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure it was the exact same thing in the UK. Um, you know, we were, you know, literally by the hour, you know, it wasn't even like, okay, we're going to go day by day. It was literally by the hour. What's happening next? What's closing yeah. next? Can we, well, you know, leave our homes? What's, you know, we're yeah. following what's going on in China to Italy to, you know, and, um, you know, it, I think now that we're where we are today, um, not necessarily that, that, you know, the new normal per se, but if you can really focus on where do I want to be in 2025, mm-hmm. what does 2030 look like? You know, is this thing going to still be lingering? Will we not? Will it not be cured? Like the hopers, you know, if we rewatch this years from now, it'll be interesting what what the true outcome is. <laughs> exactly. But I think if we could laser focus on um, today is important, next week's important, our ninety, you know, next quarter or what have you. But if you can really, I found it's been very constructive for myself, clients, uh, colleagues, people that I'm engaged with. It's like. Okay. Let's focus on where do we want to be? What's this five-year plan so we don't have to get caught up in the the, the, the mud and the, the bushes of today? Okay. And it's making a lot of our bigger decisions a lot easier because we have an ultimate goal that we're really just laser-focused striving for, you know? That's and I've, I found that to be very helpful. Um, so, so you're almost lifting your gaze Um further and beyond obviously the not I mean it's interesting because I've been dealing with a lot of companies who've gone from the sort of three to five year sort of strategic planning mm-hmm. and certainly a few months ago we're in the 
well, at best, we can go 90 days. Right. Um, but in some ways, actually, what you're saying, just lifting your gaze, even though you might not know, there's still obviously unknowns, but there's always unknowns, even in 90 days, it will create some probably, I would anticipate, better solutions that are out of any sense of stress of what's really happening now or, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and not necessarily, you know, um, you know, again, I'm I, in right now where I'm at in life, I'm a solopreneur, like, like, you know, many others out there and, you know, just trying to surround myself with, with just amazing, incredible people, just so blessed to be surrounded by people. And you and I have a great mutual friend. You mentioned, I've been listening to your podcast, great, wonderful show. And if anybody's missed the prior episodes, you know, Ben Baker on your first uh, show is a mutual friend of ours. And the second, uh, I believe it was your second uh, gentleman that came on. And I, and I think he shared that there was a, a dramatic uh, revenue uh, setback. You know, I've been familiar with companies that have yeah. lost that 50, 60, 70, 80% of business, you know, overnight. And totally respecting that, you know, we, we, we it's hard to imagine many businesses unless you were on that retail front where everybody was buying goods from you, where there's, yes. you know, their sales are, are, are exploding or uh, everybody's been impacted in, in some way. Where we are today, not necessarily a five-year or 10-year strategic plan, but, you know, and even if it's not all day, but just, you know, if you start feeling yourself creeping down because yeah. you're getting caught in what's happening today, mm-hmm. can you rise above that for a few minutes and just yeah. be like, hey, when this thing's done, and I could fly over and see Julian and we could have lunch together and we could get back to our, our old normal. Yeah. What does that look like? And, 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 you know, and dream a little bit. Yes. Have that, have that goal in mind. And like, you know, and if you know what, and you know what to be a successful entrepreneur, I found you need to be a little delusional. Sometimes you need to, sometimes (laughs) you're going to say something and people are going to look like it, look at you like you have three heads but that's, yes. you know, sometimes we just need, you know, I, I don't know what your listeners are going to think, but sometimes we need to be a little bit delusional. Sometimes we well, need no, to be dr- I don't think it's not, I don't think it's delusional, uh, although people might be thinking we're delusional hey. now. It's it's interesting because it's it's that thing where you, and because I don't believe in positive mental attitude. I, I think it's a load of tosh, really. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really rooted in reality, mm-hmm. but I'm also optimistic. So that, that's my, I'm optimistic rooted mm-hmm. in today reality but also have a view on the future which is what you're saying and it's just lifting your gaze mm-hmm. and it's interesting when you lift your gaze like you just said that example you can come over here and we can have lunch and etc cetera, etc cetera. you're then painting a story that elicits positive state of mind mm-hmm. and so when you're in the now which is what you're just saying uh, then suddenly you're in this positive state of mind which then you will handle the now, if I'm making sense here, mm-hmm. the now in a much better place because you're not all doom and gloom. You're actually feeling better and you've got more positiveness about you because you've thought about the future a little bit, the potential, and therefore you make better decisions. I guess that's what's starting to happen. It's more of a psychological point of view that's going on there. That's exactly right. It's just, or it's I'm just making things up as I go along there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, hey, there's no right or wrong today, right? We're all, we're all exactly. winging it and just trying to make things happen. So no, I, I think um, what's what I'm, you know, and again, honored to be here with you. You know, what I'm focusing on is, you know, staying in my lane, you know, trying to really exhaust my, the, the experiences, uh, 
you know, if I call it God given talents or just, you know, the, the, my passion of, you know, of how can I help teach, educate, you know, uh, land some victories, uh, you know, have some positive things happen for other businesses and, uh, and, uh, and other entrepreneurs and really just stay where I'm, where I feel uh, best at. You know, I think uh, one of the entrepreneurial curses is trying to be everything to everybody. Yes. You know, uh, that's always a, a, a challenge. So I think, you know, being laser focused on the, the value that you bring to the market, trying to think out beyond um, being present is critical, you know, it's, you know, staying in, in the now, you know, as you're saying, being present. However, how exciting is it to think like, boy, in 2025, our businesses are going to look like this, or maybe, you know, you have a revenue goal, an income goal, number of employees or customers or whatever that is, set those goals. And instead, you know, if you and I are going on a trip together and if we don't have a destination, if we don't, you know, like, well, where are we going? You know, like, Pick a destination and let's go for it, you know? Absolutely. No, that's really, really good advice, actually. I like that. Uh, and it, it's it, it the simplicity in it is makes it more powerful. That's what, that's what I like about it. I need um, it simple. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> just, just, it'd be good to, I mean, obviously, is people who are now in that world of either they've just decided to get more into the whole world of e-commerce or they're in it and they want to expand it. Mm-hmm. What sort of one or two, I guess, tips, strategies that would yeah. really kick them off and go, or things to think about uh, at this moment in time? That could be a manufacturer, it could be a, a yep. solopreneur, or whatever, whoever it might be. Yep, great question. So, for um, if I can refer back to my book again, I, I I need to keep things simple. So, you know, I've I have a three pronged approach, and I you know. For your web presence, whether it's your LinkedIn profile, if if you don't feel strong on LinkedIn, check out Julian's profile. You know his <laughs> corporate career is is phenomenal. And by the way, Julian, I want to wish you a happy birthday this week. So yes. is that is that coming up pretty soon? It is, and it's um, it's one behind you. It's it. So you and you share my mother's birthday. So happy <laughs> birthday to you. How's that? I just I, I, I just I just I was looking at your profile. And I'm like, hey, he shares my mother's birthday. So happy yes. birthday this week. No doubt, I'll um, get to quite a few of those on on Saturday. <laughs> we're, we, well, so we're coming at you. It's the, it's going on the whole week, dude. It's the whole week. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Julian's birthday week. So yeah. send him messages on LinkedIn. But for e-commerce, so uh, having a great first impression, I call it my little cutesy word, web pression. You yeah. need to make a great first web pression. I'm dealing with manufacturers. If you manufacture widget, whatever it is. Show that up front. If you're a solopreneur, caterer, professional, whatever you are, you want to make that great first web impression. And without, you know, this isn't a, you know, opportunity here. You know, we're not giving a webinar right this minute. But think about the call to action that you want somebody to take. If you have a free guide, if you have some, if you possess some information that's going to help your buyer, you're going to teach them, you're going to educate them, you're going to guide them provide that information, make it quick, easy. If you are a consultant of some type and you are booking, you, you're you billing that hour and you're looking for appointments, have your calendar link right there. Like, hey, let's book an appointment right now. Don't wait, don't email me. Hey, how about Tuesday at this time or back and forth? You know, just get that party started as fast as possible. Just I'll share this is I preach, how can you help your customer Make a buying decision at Friday night at midnight 
without having to wait for you to open up your doors on Monday morning. So, and I don't care what, I, I feel that blankets, I don't care what business, what industry, what sector you're in. If you can help your customer make that buying decision, and when I say buying information guide, by the time somebody calls Julian to, to book an engagement with him, you know, they they know, so you know, what do they say? 70% of the buying decision now is already made before yeah. the, the connection is actually made. So, you know, provide that information, get it out there. Void stock photos. Boy, that drives me crazy. <laughs> so that's my that's my one. That's my big tip for as far as the website goes. Have that clear, concise call to action. People try to throw so much at one time. It just it causes a lot of confusion. And what I would say, you know, look at your website from a critical eye. A confused customer is a lost customer. A lost customer is now your competitor's customer. Yeah. You know, have your website just very clear and concise on what you do, what action and what, what service product or solution that you provide. Make that clear. Yeah, no, and it is, it's that clarity and, and being simple, isn't it? I think sometimes we, yeah. and I even look at my own website every now and just to make sure, is it clear enough as a, as a clarity about what I do and everything else? And is it easy to, to navigate to that information that people are asked for? Um, so... We're coming to the end, um, mm-hmm. Kurt, and it's been a great conversation. I've loved talking to you uh, in sort of a virtual person, as it were. Um, and I always ask, ask my guests in terms of how people can get in touch with you, really. Mm. Uh, I know you've written a book as well, so uh, it's up to you now just to let people know how they can get in contact. Sure. Um, you know, LinkedIn. So Kurt Anderson on LinkedIn. I have a, a website. And again, my, my niche is a little bit offbeat and very narrow. So if you're not a manufacturer and you're not looking for e-commerce, but I have a website and I came up with a little corny name. It's called B2B Tail. So B2B. So just like B2B. And then instead of retail, it's B2B Tail. So you can find me at B2Btail.com. I have all sorts of free uh, resource guides that I provide, uh, no strings attached. And, um, you know, I'd love to hear from any uh, anybody out there. So that'd be great. Brilliant. And uh, thank you for our conversation today. Thank you for your openness as well and uh, sharing uh, your journey and, and your insights. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Julian. This was an honor. Appreciate it.